G'day, humans. What's good word? Chris Funder here with Produce Ellis for another edition of Wrestling All-Star, the WrestleMania Hangover edition. I mean, <laughs> I've still got three quarters of a bowl of Prime sitting around because that thing's too sweet. But uh, Alex, how are you feeling, mate? Uh, what did you say that drink was? Prime. Yeah. What? What did? You, how did you describe it just then? Too sweet. Whoop whoop. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, no, that that's 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 sort of evolved from being his now. Because yeah, sort of. <laughs> now the crowds are like, oh, Keith Lee, whoop whoop, Keith Lee, whoop whoop. I, I noticed that on um, Dynamite this week. Um, yeah. yeah, how much TV time has Keith Lee been getting lately before this week? <laughs> no, yeah, not much. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Um, we'll get to it later. Uh, it was nice yeah. to see um, the young 50-something-year-old Jericho try try to make the 67-year-old Keith Lee look good. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, that man looks old now. Uh, Should we uh, quickly touch on, I guess, Impact and New Japan's WrestleMania weekend show and Supercard of Honor? Oh, my God, we didn't even talk about that last week. Yes, yes, uh, let's do it. Uh, so, X-Division match here, Trey Miguel defeats Clark Connors, Frankie Kazarian, Kevin Knight, Rich Swan, and Rocky Romero in seven minutes. I thought a really good X-Division match. Um, I found this match better than the North American title match. I, I was going to ask, because you compared the two. I was going to say what you thought comparing the two. Um well, geez, Dave Meltzer liked the North American title match. I think he gave it four and a half. Oh, boy. Uh, um, I can pull those up in a moment. Uh, the WrestleMania star ratings we can chat in a second. Um, but, yeah, uh, from there we had an eight-man tag that was just sort of nothing happening. I'm just trying to touch on some of the major matches here rather than going three hours again like last week. Mm. <laughs> uh Cobb and Moose, really good uh, big man match. Not <laughs> Sort of got overshadowed by the weekend of uh, Gunther, Sheamus and Drew. Yeah. Uh, the number one contendership for the Impact Knockouts title saw Diana Perazzo defeat Giselle Shaw, Macha Slamovich and Mayu Yamashita. Oh, uh, dear. The Impact Knock... Uh, sorry, the Impact World... Tag Team Championship saw Bullet Club, Ace Austin, Chris Bay retain against Aussie Open, The Guns, and TMDK's Bad Dude Tito and Shane Hayes. Bad Dude Tito, working a lot of shows WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, uh, he was all over the place. And uh, who, who do you think was the guy, like, last year it was Mo Mike Bailey was everywhere. I think this year it was like Vikingo was every show. Yeah, Vikingo had a few. Uh, Tito had a few. Um, I know we probably won't touch on it. The first GCW show, it's the first thing I'm watching WrestleMania weekend. And it's um, Kid Bandit versus, uh, I think it's like Elix Everfly. And they're having a pretty good match. They're telling the story of, uh, Bandit being the student to Everfly being the teacher, and this is like one of their first meetings since Kid Bandit went out on their own last year, and they're having a good match, and Kid Bandit hits their finisher. One, two, 
Ref holds up their hand. Holds up their hand. Kid Bandit gives a look. Ref goes free. Rings the bell. Oh, Bandit dear. looks pissed. And I'm just like, oh, come on. First thing I see, WrestleMania weekend. Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tito would be in the running for, yeah, having a good good showing all weekend, um, as would be uh, Vikingo, as you did say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, where? Oh, damn, I just closed that. Well, good work there, Chris. <laughs> uh, give me one second here. Uh, now, did you watch? Uh, what the hell was I just saying? Impact, um, New Japan show. I did, yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, um, only the strong survive. That's what we called it. Um, the, so. the thing with this show was I was expecting a lot more presentation-wise. It looked just like a GCW show, which isn't a compliment. <laughs> no. No, it's not. Uh, so main event matches here saw Kushida defeat Leo Rush, uh, going 12-42. Really good showing by both guys. Uh, New Japan strong openweight championship match that saw Kushida defeat Minoru Suzuki. Hey, no Suzuki on Bloodsport this year. Yeah, what's up with that? Is he winding down? Oh, man. Moving into the dad division properly? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if you want to cut this out or not, but did you watch New Japan this weekend? The one that just happened? Because yeah, I actually Sakura watched Genesis, it. Genesis, we can touch on that in a moment. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to check if we were covering that today too, because I've got some thoughts on Ooh. Japan in general. <laughs> uh, and main event saw Hiroshi Tanahashi filling in for Will Ospreay, defeating Mike Bailey. I mean, to me, the wrong call on paper, but you were sort of... Damned if you did, damned if you didn't. Putting Tanahashi in this match is a make good. Yeah. So like, uh, like the um, Bruce Pritchard always used to say on his podcast, if you ever had a last minute pull out of a match, yeah, the goal is to try to find someone with an even bigger name than the person that pulled out. Yeah. And that's what they did. They did that perfectly. But you could also argue, hey, Bruce Pritchard, didn't you book um, uh, Shawn Michaels is injured for a six-man tag in the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania, uh, before WrestleMania 14, so you replaced him with Savio Vega? <laughs> How dare you criticize Savio <laughs> Vega? Didn't that give us a gift of leader? No, that was S.A. Rios. Oh, it was too. Wrong mm. Latino. Yeah, Savio Vega didn't really give us much. (laughs) Was Savio Vega at least a part of the uh, gang warfare of the 90s? Yes, he was the leader of Los Bariquas, and he was an original member of the Nation of Domination, which I will touch on when I briefly cover my journey through 96 later on in this episode. (laughs) Oh, boy. Overall, thumbs up show for Impact New Japan. I, I like that they're sort of keeping these shows going for WrestleMania weekend. It is something different. Um, yeah, thumbs up for me. Yeah, fantastic. Um, it was a fun show. I just thought it looked really indie. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you happen to watch the WrestleCon show? Because 
That was through, was it High Spots this year? I did not. Um, so no, I, I went didn't on to watch the, that one. I went on to the High Spots network to try to look up how much this thing was, and every time I tried to sign up, because you have to sign up for a month, and I'm like, oh, 20 bucks, yeah, sure, whatever, I can just watch the show and immediately cancel. And every time I try to sign up, it tried to sign me up on a year plan for like 170 Australian dollars, and I'm just like, no, 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 <laughs> no. No, no, no. Uh, we'll quickly touch on Supercard of Honor. And then yeah, we can for touch sure. on Sakura Genesis, and then I guess we can go over to AWWE. Yeah. Uh, AAA mega title to kick things off. So El Hero Daivakinho defeating Commander in 1543. This getting four and three quarters from the Observer. I think this was one of four matches Vikingo had that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had a fair, fair few. And um, he, and let me tell you, he didn't phone it in on any of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, we saw Ring of Honor six-man tag titles, uh, the equivalent of AEW's trio title. The Embassy, Khan, Toa, and Brian Cage with Prince Nana in their corner. The champions defeating the team of AR Fox, Blake Christian, uh, Metalik. Uh, What's up with Brian Cage's contract, Alex? Well, he is now re-signed. I guess he was like, oh, shit, Vince. Yeah, nah, fuck that. I'm not going there. Um, okay, give me a second. I can open up a, a tab and we can touch on that quickly as uh, we continue down today's topics. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I did not see this happening. Um, were you surprised by the result? Uh, semi, but also I didn't think uh, the other trio was worth putting the belts on. No offence. It was just very thrown together, that trio. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough too. Uh, yeah. Ring of Honor women's title saw Athena defeat... Uh, Samazaki? Yuka Sakazaki. Oh, close. Sorry, my apologies. Uh, this getting three and a quarter from the Observer. Same as the uh, trios match. Good women's match here, but what's Athena's next? doing really well at the moment in this ROH thing. Oh, yeah. she's got a new lease of life being this heel character after so many years as a face. Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect. what she needed. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I agree. What and it's what this division needed after the belt being on uh, Roxy, who went to Impact, who gave it to Diana. Then they had the interim on Mercedes. Mercedes unified it and got injured, then on to Athena. So yeah. it's stable ground again for this division. Here's probably what I'm going to say on par with Cody was one of the worst decisions on the weekend. Ring of Honor World TV title match saw Samoa Joe, the champ, defeat Mark Briscoe via referee's decision. But adversity. But the story never ends, Chris. What yeah, more no. adversity is Mark Briscoe going to have without <laughs> getting into what happened this year? Um, the only reason why I could justify this finish is if it's because he's going to win the world title. 
at um final battle or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but I think you've sort of let the air out of the balloon it's much to a the same as Cody here. I I I saw this result. This was a fine match, and I'm just like, the result is just like letting the air out of the balloon, and then the next match happens, and I'm just sort of in a daze for it. So there was one particular spot in this match which was truly heartbreaking and brilliant all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Mark Briscoe's had the shit beat out of him and he starts crawling towards the corner and starts reaching out and then realises that there's no one to reach out to anymore. And I was like, oh, fucking heartbreaking, but brilliant stuff. Brilliant. But, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it, it, it was a good match. It's worthy of four stars in my opinion, but, uh, yeah, wrong wrong result here. Yeah. A, a singles match of Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Daniel Garcia. Was this another one of uh, Osprey's bookings? It was, yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Tanahashi having uh, two high-profile matches here with younger talent. Um, the younger talent getting a bit of uh, time to shine with the ace, but uh, ultimately losing. So, you know, they're getting good matches. Yeah, the thing is, Tanahashi's, like, yeah, he's still Tanahashi, but he's slowing down. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's missing a little step there. Um, and this <coughs> theor- theoretically should be the time that he starts putting over the younger talent. Yeah, be be the, uh, what is it, Ma- Ma- Mabu Nakanishi. Manabu Nakanishi, yeah. Yeah, Monster Mornings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Actually, I miss that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team title ladder match now, the Reach for the Sky match that sees top fight Dante and Darius Martin versus Aussie Open Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Versus, so Aussie Open here in their second tag yeah. team champion match championship match of two days versus LaFaction and Gobblinables to Rulistico and Rush. Weird that they've got Rulistico in this and not uh, Preston Vance, I thought, on paper. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, but I guess Tony was like, flippy guys, please. <laughs> we need more. Yeah, Taven's not flipping, as we <laughs> see also in this, the kingdom. Taven and Bennett. Who... Yeah, they're both not flipping. <laughs> who I thought were going to uh, win this match, but ultimately it is uh, the team that uh, Mark Briscoe was doing uh, trios matches with on uh, AEW, the Lucha Bros, Pentao Zaramato and Ray Phoenix here picking up and the win. Tony Khan did like reply to a fan's comment. Say, a fan like tweeted him saying like, oh man, imagine if the Lucha Bros versus the Briscoes why do I have a feeling that that was meant to happen? And TK pretty much replied saying, yeah, that was definitely in the works. So if Jay didn't pass away, we probably would have had Lucha Bros versus the Briscoes at this pay-per-view. So, Uh. and like, imagine, 
imagine Penta could have busted out his old Lucha Ground hardcore stuff, Lucha Underground hardcore stuff, and yeah, oh man, it would have been amazing. Jay Briscoe bleeding buckets like he does, oh, would have been beautiful. But so I think this was always in the plans, and maybe Lucha Bros were always going to beat the Briscoes at Supercard of Honor, so they've just gone this route. To sort um, of course correct the division. Yeah, I guess uh, before we talk about the big notable thing from this match, which yeah. is a little little cringeworthy for me to see as a Psycho Sid fan, um, I just want to say, like, every this should be a yearly thing now. Like, every Supercard of Honor do a Reach for the Sky Ladder match. Yeah. Just as a tribute to Jay. Even if it's not for the tag titles as a as a um no, tag no, you... number one contendership or for your TV or your six man belts or one of the you other could, belts. Yeah, you could do a fucking reach for the sky ladder match for the fucking women's title for all I care. But it's actually a really cool name for a match. So yeah. I like it. I like it. I want it to be a thing. And I wouldn't be opposed to AEW using it. But it should be an ROH thing. Yeah, it should be. Uh, you said Psycho Sid? Yeah, poor Dante Martin. Well, well, I guess now Darius Martin's finally going to get his chance to shine because Darius is the poor bugger that kept getting injured and Dante would go off, do his singles run, and and he would make a decent star out of himself in the process. Yeah. And I guess now is Darius's turn to make a make a name for himself as well. And Dante Martin here copping a, can, a Canadian destroyer from the inside of the ring to the outside landed poorly on his foot and it was very Sid Vicious-esque when he lifted up his leg and that foot was just dangling at a right angle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. not good. Uh, the reports have uh, come out uh, that he is out of a uh, hospital, at least. Yeah, um, 22 years of age, though, so that is the bright side. It isn't like a 40-year-old that broke his leg like Sid was. Uh, so uh, it's not basically a career ender like it was for Sid. Yeah. Um, so Darius... Uh, Darius's ch- chance to shine is now. I-, I would hope that, yeah, Darius gets a decent singles run in ROH out of this. I really want to see what Darius can do because just because of Darius's injuries, Dante pretty much by default made himself the Sean of the tag team. It was Dante's tag team and his partner. Just happened to be his brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so this is Darius's chance. Um, that's the bright side of this. And the other bright side is, yeah, Dante's young. He'll be back. But yeah. yeah. Oh, unnecessary spot, to be honest. Yeah. Too many Canadian destroyers, not enough Canadians. Exactly. Uh Co-main event, Ring of Honor pure title match goes 13-15, seeing Willie Uta defend the pure title 
against Katsuyori Shibata and Alex. We have a new Pure Rules champion. Well, there's no purer of a wrestler to be the representative for this pure wrestling division than a guy called The Wrestler. Can we get that match with Brian now? I think it's I think it's coming. I think it's happening. Um I wouldn't be shocked if it happens at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Cuz like people are like, "Oh yeah, we're going to get Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. at Forbidden Door." Uh-uh. I think we're getting that at Wembley. Oh, yeah, we'll uh, touch on that shortly. <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that. Speaking of the English, uh, who was on commentary for this whole show that we didn't mention? A guy that I didn't realise wasn't in WWE anymore? <laughs> when the fuck did he get released? Uh, I guess, I guess I, he got released when all of NXT UK got released, but... Yeah, I can have a quick look for you, but... uh. One, Nigel McGuinness. Uh, oh, what is it? Desmond Wolf? Yeah, Desmond Wolf. What Chelsea wants, Chelsea gets. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> what was the weird thing he did in TNA? Wasn't it like some ranking system and he was usually like one or two? Yeah, TNA had a ranking system for a bit, and Desmond Wolf was always like top two, but never got like a shot. His uh, his debut match in TNA, he beat Kurt Angle. Yeah, <laughs> they clearly had plans for him, but you know uh, his health issues were a thing. Oh uh, yeah, which is a shame. But yeah. I'm seeing a lot of people, like, thinking that Nigel McGuinness is going to wrestle at Wembley, by the way. Like a retirement match I could see happening. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, McGuinness versus Danielson one last time and just throw fucking Zack Sabre Jr. in there as the parson of the torch of the two. It's just... But I, I would love it. I, I, I don't know if he can wrestle again. If he can't wrestle again, have him come out on AEW and be like, Danielson, I've got someone for you to wrestle at Wembley or whatever. Yeah. My, cl- my client, Zack Sabre Jr. And McGuinness and ZSJ as a pairing. <laughs> oh, think about it. It'd be perfect. Um, but, but, you know, Zach doesn't really need a mouthpiece, but it gives him a rub. Um, uh, it was released on October 22nd. So that's around the time NXT UK was kaput. Kaput. Yeah. Yeah. That was around that time. Yeah. Yep. I, I don't know. I, maybe we did mention it on this podcast, but, you know, so much happens that so many people get released throughout a year that you sometimes, a few slip through the cracks of memory. Yeah. Uh, main event saw Claudio Castanoli, the defending Ring of Honor world champ, 
retain against Eddie Kingston. Another questionable decision, but like I said on this podcast, yeah, I, I can understand why they wouldn't want Claudio to lose because at the time they were clearly building up to a, a Blackpool Combat Club like heel turn. They were clearly getting there and they were clearly getting to the elite versus the BCC in blood and guts or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, maybe want these guys to seem really vicious and you want them to win. Yuta losing, that's you can actually accept that because it's like, oh, he's the young guy of the group. Yeah. But having both Yuta and Claudio losing on the same night might not be the best idea. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. Um what do you think of the new belt designs now they're unveiled? Um, the tag ones in particular. The tag ones look exactly the same as the world one. Um, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine, I guess. Um, I just, I don't know, I'm done with the silver. <laughs> it, it just, it just looks a bit plain. Um, bit plain like a little bland oh i just said planned um yeah it looks a little plain a little bland um but yeah no i don't know they look kind of (laughs) generic like a generic wrestling belt it does i thought when they were um redesigning it it'd have a bit more oomph to it yeah, and the women's title got redone as well. Yeah, I just can't find any um it, it just photos re- here at the other. I should have screenshotted them so I could um have them here to like talk about properly. But it just looks just like the other two new belts, basically. Yeah. Um, do you think Ring of Honor need a women's TV title belt? Because no. I've seen some fans suggest that, and I'm just like, no, the women's division there isn't deep enough yet no no they do not um talk about a certain wrestler that was on the roh tv tapings uh that aired on wrestlemania weekend uh go ahead shazza mckenzie shazza shazza was there so that was cool yeah Yeah. i can't even remember who she lost to but it was still cool shazza she's had two Two AW matches and now some Ring of Honor matches. Yeah, Ring of Honor is a good spot for Shaz. Oh, hell yeah. Sign her. Yeah, sign her for sure. She's there now. She lives there now. That's what I mean. So we've got, what, Steph over in um, Impact. Steph's later. And she's basically female Matt Cardona now. I thought you said she was a Sherry to... Matt's well, well, that's what Matt says. Um, but she she does all the same indies that Matt Cardona does. She, yeah, she just wrestles in the women's division of all the <laughs> indies that Matt Cardona does. So, so if Matt Cardona is the indie god, as he likes to call himself, I guess that makes Steph Delander the indie goddess. Also true. 
Ah, man. Um, so we've touched on Supercard of Honor. We've touched on the Impact New Japan show. Do we go to Sakura Genesis 2023 coming to you from uh, Sumo Hall? Let's do this. Okay. I have no idea what this belt was, and I still have no idea what this belt is. Chen Champion Grand Prix Celebration Six-Man Tag Match. What? I did not see this. Okay, so it's all... Okan, Suzuki, and Toriyano defeat Despi, Hiromu, uh, Tana, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Yo. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what the heck this was about. Uh, going through some of the undercard here, nothing of note, nothing of note, nothing of note. Okay. No, 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 the Bullet Club thing, there is something to note after the match. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, Bullet Club, uh, Finley, Phantasma, and Kenta with Gato ringside defeat. Gorillas of Destiny, that's Hikalelu, Tamatonga, and Master Watto, who have Jado in their corner. Yeah, so after the match, uh, Finley and Kenta take turns beating up their, like the JOD, and then ALP comes in and has a yarn with him, and ALP gets kicked out of the Bullet Club. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. Interesting choice. Um, I, I see like a lot of people being like, "Oh yeah, no, it's good." ALP babyface run will be good. I don't know, man. ALP just seems like such an unlikable shithead. He seems like a Logan Paul sort of character, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just such a he's such a little dickhead. <laughs> um, it's just the best way to describe him. So it'll be interesting to see him as a babyface. I feel like he's going to be one of those heels that turns babyface and just loses all of their charisma and character. Yeah, that's a lot of New Japan's roster. Yeah, yeah. That's just what happens when people turn babyface in this company. Uh, speaking um, of uh, Bullet Club members getting kicked out, what's this about Bullet Club in all elite bullet club gold oh this faction needs to die doesn't it i have faith in tony khan to be able to do a good version of the bullet club in aew so we've got bullet club japan bullet club impact bullet club elite bullet club tamashi yeah um Who's the impact one? It's just like Ace Austin and Chris Bay, right? Yeah, it's just Austin and Bay. Mm. I feel like at some point Bullet Club Gold are going to bring in a tag team. And I think they're going to say, fuck the cannon. And J.O.D. is going to come in. Because there is those rumors that J.O.D.'s contracts are up. Yeah, what's up with... um? I think he's injured. He must be injured, right? That's what I'm thinking. Um, But, yeah, uh, I suppose quickly, uh, Jay White finally arrives in Impact. In Impact? Oh, sorry. He was (laughs) in Impact before. I mean, in uh, uh, All Elite. How did Impact have him and still manage to do fucking nothing with him? 
because <laughs> Impact continues to be the company that loves to shoot itself in the foot. Yeah, it's just fucking unreal that they had him. And then, like, a few months later, his, the topic of all the wrestling world is a free agent. And it's like, Impact, you just had him. And you, like, just threw him in nothing tag matches. And that's it. <laughs> it says that Tonga Loa isn't injured. Yeah, so... Unless want... he's just recently come off an injury. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on then. Um... Yeah, maybe his contract already ran out. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, and he, and he's just waiting for Thomas to clear up and Hikuleus to clear up. And I, I know the canon of New Japan, it would be confusing as fuck in canon-wise if G.O.D. come in and side with Jay White. But <laughs> I, I say fuck the canon... J.O.D. belong in the Bullet Club. Uh, like, yeah. And another fucking example, Tamatonga, of an interesting uh, character heel that turns babyface and loses all of that character. He's the good bad guy. Uh, yeah, now he's the good bad good guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, yeah. um, from there, did you catch this women's match of uh, Mercedes Monet? I did. I did. Um, all right, mouth and foot time. I yes. said, I said, Mercedes. Ooh, not a, not the best start. Yeah, I said, oh, this might not be a great run. Well, fuck me, she's had two matches now, and they've both been bangers. Yeah, I saw somebody online compare this match. To Walt, uh, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew from WrestleMania, and I'm like, ah. and then they explain their point of it just being a great match, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. this isn't hard hitting. This is X Division three way dance. Yeah, there like, there were some like, there was like this series of like forearm strikes with Mercedes and uh, Azumi and. Hazuki, where they just like the three of them just went in a triangle just hitting each other with forearms which was pretty good pretty stiff looking shots yeah but besides that it wasn't like a a slap and meat sort of match um i guess for the stands it was but but uh yeah this was a really good match really really good match i just go what you said god damn it get out <laughs> um yeah really good women's match uh, be interesting to see what happens next with mercedes with rumors that her contract is up soon <laughs> oh well i wonder who wins this next match uh mayu iwatani or mercedes monet um why do i keep almost saying mercedes martinez <laughs> every time <laughs> yeah I mean, that'd be an interesting match to call. I I just need, like, Mercedes has always wanted to do this, like, stardom thing. She's always talked about how big of a fan she was of stardom. But, like, after the Mayu Iwatani match, what else is there left on her bucket list? She's just, 
she's done most of it in three matches. Um, like in terms of main event matches, yeah, but I yeah. guess it would just be the um the actual stardom stuff, like if uh, because I don't know the calendar of stardom properly off the top of my head, it'd be like uh whenever they're G1 equivalent is. Yeah, I was going to say, they have a G1 equivalent, so maybe that's on the bucket list. But uh, Five-star Grand Prix isn't until October, which is the round-robin tournament with a head-head finals match. Cinderella tournament's next, which is April, which is a single elimination tournament, which is uh, sometimes held as a one-day event. I have seen that she wants to do, like, intergender matches with New Japan wrestlers. Yeah, and so she, that'd be the next, whatever it is, Stardom New Japan X over event. Yeah, and she said that she wants to wrestle Okada, which, like, imagine, like, yeah, just like two years ago being told, oh, there's a possibility we're going to see Sasha Banks versus Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. <laughs> What um, the fuck? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I do want to see it. There's a whole list of intergender matches I want to see Mercedes Monet have. So they've announced that this year's Cinderella tournament will have 36 participants. I could see her putting her hand up for that, which is like basically the women's equivalent of a G1. Yeah. Yeah, that that's perfect. Um I would guess too that would be a quick way for her to ch- check off a lot of stuff on her bucket list if there's any other opponent she wants. And it'd be a good boost for uh, Stardom's gate. Yeah. I mean, it will probably if she's in it, it'll probably be the the most eyeballs on that tournament in history. Plus, Stardom has its own streaming service, so you'd have more people sign up for that. Uh, someone on Twitter said that Sasha uh, Mercedes is to Stardom what uh, Chris Jericho was to New Japan, and I couldn't argue it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Speaking of Twitter, <laughs> you've had a few hot takes of it, wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, shit. Um, yeah. NXT? Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Okay. So, who was it? Or was Tiffany... this level up? <laughs> no, it was NXT. It was Tiffany Stratton versus Sol Daruka. And they do these, this, like, two-minute, like, little sequence of, like, cartwheels and flips and jumping over feet to not get kicked. But if she did get kicked, she would have just got kicked in the foot. <laughs> just saying. So there was no need to really jump over it if you got a decent pair of boots on. Um, and it was just... It was the Will Ospreay ricochet routine, except... Like, the Will Ospreay ricochet routine... There were points in that where they were actually trying to take each other's heads off. And they were just avoiding it with these little flippy do's. The thing with this particular Tiffany Stratton Sol Daruka thing. Yeah. 
The only offense that came out of it was two kicks to the gut and a chop. <laughs> also true. Yeah, imagine like doing fucking 30 fucking backflips and cartwheels and then bang, kick in the gut. <laughs> that's like, that's like how Matt Jackson used to do the little troll spot where he'd do like a heap of flips in the ring and then just do a back rake. But this isn't a troll spot. This is them being serious. Uh, so yeah. that's why I asked if it was on level up because <laughs> it looked like it should have been on level up. I mean, like, and and then I'm saying Twitter fucking blow up. Like, fuck yeah, look at this. Women's wrestling is in good hands and under Shawn Michaels and blah blah blah. And it's like, what? No, no. Why are no. they doing the flips? Ask yourself, what is the logic behind this? Can we have wrestling that has logic to it, for fuck's sake? Uh, and and like I said in the reply to you, <laughs> hashtag Vader was right. Um, when Vader, like, in all those years ago, responded to the... Will Ospreay ricochet stuff with uh, something along the lines of um, they're not even trying to hurt each other. They're not. What offense are they trying to get in? You can get any high school gymnast to get jump in a ring and do this, basically. Yeah. And you know what? He was fucking right. And. Uh, and you know what else about Vader? He was fucking smart because that led to a an actual match with him and Will Ospreay. <laughs> and that was... Evader's last match was against Will Ospreay. What a fucking weird timeline that is. Oh, <laughs> um, so back to New Japan. Yeah, so uh, just fuck flippy dudes sometimes, eh? Speaking of flippy dudes, none of which is in this next match as we see the New Japan World Television title being defended by Zack Sabre Jr., who has Vegeta in his corner against Shoto Umino going 13.35, Zach retaining. I don't think he's had a match go the time limit yet. No. Oh, man, I love this match. I love Zack Sabre Jr.'s new entrance music. It's that real British sort of punk sort of music. Suits yep. him. It's really good. Um, he's mouthing off into the camera all the time. Boy, dickhead, pay the nurses. Yeah, what did he... Oh, there was something that he said in this one that really, like, had me piss myself laughing, but I forgot. Um, anyway, yeah, this... Zack Sabre Jr. is a fucking star in this presentation. I love this version of Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, it's is, fantastic. Is Zack the best... I guess the, the word I'm looking for, the best Western wrestler... Outside of WWE and um, AEW Ring of Honor? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are the, the flippy-do marks that will say, nah, Mark Bailey. Like, the, he's always in contention at the moment. People love Mike Bailey, and I'm like... Oh, yeah, I love Mike Bailey too, but yeah, I mean, yeah. a guy you could bring in and immediately put into a world title picture. 
Yeah, exactly. Zack Sabre Jr. is probably that guy. Just below him, maybe a Jeff Cobb. Um, also true, yeah. But yeah, it's probably Zack Sabre Jr. Um, yeah, yeah, man. H- how old Zack now? Because they were talking about <laughs> on commentary about how. Let me pull it up. Um, Thirty-five. Yeah, they were talking about how. Oh, the original plan was for the television title to be for the young guys, but then someone like Zack Sabre Jr. won it. I'm like, thirty-five. Come on, not an old guy. Chill the fuck out. I'm an old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I guess according to Kevin Kelly, like we're pretty old now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't repeat what I was just thinking, but I was thinking of uh, the Rock backstage with Kevin Kelly. <laughs> oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, next, we see IWGP Tag Team Championship action that sees. Uh, where am I? That sees Bushimon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi, your champions, defending against Aussie Open, Carl Fletcher, and Mark Davis with a bunch of the United Empire ringside. So, this is um, the first match of the evening where I got really confused as to who the babyface is. Um. Um. It's supposed to be Goto and Yoshi. Yeah, but the entire match was built around, like, whether it was a shoot or not, Kyle Fletcher getting his head busted open, and it's like, oh, my God, the heart of Kyle Fletcher, the adversity of Kyle Fletcher. Oh, he's got his head strapped up, and he's still fighting through it. Oh, my God, the heart of Kyle Fletcher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. But he's a heel. (laughs) Yes. It'd be the same as if they were doing that for WrestleMania with Finn. Yeah, exactly. Turn turn the match completely. Oh, the the heart finish showing. The grit finish showing, because they love to use the word grit. Yeah, they love grit. Especially around Edge. Yes, yes. The grit couple himself. Um, Yeah. Fucking pile of grit, that is. Anyway. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Yeah, uh, so that was my compl- my minor complaint. But if you didn't come into this knowing who the heel and babyface was, and you just watched this assuming that Goto and Yoshihashi are the heels and Ozzy Open are the faces, then this is a fantastic match. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a fantastic match. Uh English commentary leads you to believe the booking is ass backwards, but yes, yeah, th- that was the confusing part. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You kind of do have to address it too when like a shoot injury like this happens. You do have to address it. Yeah, but put a bit of heel stank on it. Yeah. Just be like, is it heart or is it just his greed for gold that keeps him going? Yeah, so you could so, have so, done something, something like that. Could have done something like Bushy Mooner that determined to keep the gold away from Aussie Open that they'll do anything to protect New Japan. Yeah, Bang. yeah there you go. Immediately Bang. baby Bang. faces them and keeps Aussie Open heels. Yeah. 
Oh, Bushi well. might have worked so hard to fucking restore credibility to these tag belts and worked so hard to get these belts off FTR that look at what they, they'll do to Carl Fletcher to keep it. Simple. And who yeah. do we have walk out as champs? Because I don't think we've said it yet. But, well, fucking Aussie Open win. Fucking fantastic. Aussie, um, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. Still in the song. I don't know why. No Australian has ever held those belts, right? Um, The only Aussie belts that have been, uh, the only Aussies to hold New Japan IWGP gold is the juniors with Robbie. I think the junior tag. Maybe yeah, junior with tag with Robbie and Osprey. I think it was Tiger Mask, wasn't it? Yeah, it's one of those two teams, and yeah. now the IWGP tag team titles. Yeah, the Kiwis so have held cool. held more gold. I mean, we can claim Jay White as being an Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, but actually, Jay Jay White never won the tag titles. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll bring up a chest. <laughs> checklist for next week and go through what belts the Aussies and Kiwis have held in New Japan. Would that please you? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Farley might have held it. But Farley in terms of IWGP Intercontinental. Yeah, he did. Um, he fucking did. Didn't he beat Nakamura? <laughs> yes. How do you think I know that stat? Yeah. Fucking unreal. Fucking, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I miss Farley in actual New Japan, by the way. Well, you'll get to see <laughs> just... this week if you go out to New Japan Tamashi in Adelaide, Sydney, and Melbourne. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I just miss the fucking things. Uh, <laughs> I miss the fucking promos. Oh, that's the other one I've got to add to my soundboard. Fuck em. What have I got on there at the moment? I've got... Because I don't think I have it set up where Alex can hear it. Uh, I've got uh, Rhea Ripley saying, hi, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll uh, look into that later on today. Uh, yeah, so new champs, new Aussie champs. Uh, be intre- interesting to see what happens there. I'll try to pull up and see if uh, Tamashi has them announced. Um, have you seen any of the cards for Tamashi? No. Okay, so I'm just having a quick look here. Uh, night one, which is Adelaide, which is tonight as we're recording. Uh, no, they're not on there, but we can go through that afterwards if you want. We'll finish off this New Japan one first. Yeah, let's polish off Sucker Genesis. Uh, so... Co-main event, IWGP Heavyweight Championship sees Hiromu Takahashi, the defending champ, take on Robbie Eagles with TMDK members Vegeta and Zack Sabre Jr. in his corner. Great junior heavyweight match goes 21-12 and Hiromu retains. Really good match. Another situation where I was like, is Robbie a heel? Also true. (laughs) Like, Um, I'm not too sure here. But yeah. yeah, English commentary playing into this. Where are the Aussies sit? I mean, are they going to play into it this weekend with uh, TMDK being based in Australia? Who knows? Um, my question is, what's next for Hiromu? Well, 
I guess we know by the end of the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, because I've already forgotten. I well, well, we better go over the main event first. Okay. So, main event, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match that sees the challenger Sonata with just five guys in his corner. Doki, Tachi, Taka, Yoshinobu. Taking on the defending champ, Kazuchika Okada, going 26-58. And who walks out victorious, Alex? Fucking Sonata won. And... <laughs> Wow. Um, Was this a flat ending of, like, all the title changes we just went over with Ring of Honor and WrestleMania weekend, and we get this in the main event, and I'm sure the crowd's happy, but most of the the audience like, what? So, so, oh, my God, this is where I was really confused. Just five guys are heels, right? Um, Sure. Because, like, Sonata was wrestling like heels, like a heel, and, like, Tucker was, like, you know, running around the outside like a heel. Yeah. And um, then... Yeah, yeah, they would be in the alignment of New Japan things. They'd be classed as heels. And then after the match, after Sonata wins, like, I actually went on YouTube and watched the, like, subtitled version of his Winning the title promo. Oh, the next day, yeah? Yeah, like, the next day I went and watched it with subtitles because, you know, I love Chris Charlton, but he does miss a couple of things here and there because it is hard to keep up with. Great guy, um, Hey? Great guy, though. Great guy. Oh, he, he gets the point across, but there's, like, little subtle nuances that will get lost in translation with Chris Charlton, and that's not his fault at all. Um, live on the fly. Yeah, exactly. But, like, Sonata's promo was basically like, oh, you know, I took a risk leaving LIJ, but I knew it was my time to leave. And this right here, I've done it. Everyone, bloody, let's turn down the lights and get your phones out. And, yeah, let's do this together. And it's like, oh, hang on. This is a fucking babyface promo. I'm like, oh, shit, okay, Sonata's a baby face? Hang on, was Okada the heel the whole time? Is <laughs> Okada the heel? That's why I was like, actually, it makes more sense if they actually subtly turned Okada heel. But... Next, next uh, big show, Okada comes back out with the, with the short boys and his uh, red balloons and starts hitting say... commentary. Yeah, oh, bring back the balloons, bring back the red hair. Fucking, oh, a, a clip on Twitter surfaced this week. It was like, oh, can you believe that this actually happened? And it was Rey Mysterio versus Okada in like a six-man tag in New Japan. But <laughs> I forgot about that. But it wasn't like Okada. It was fucking long pants, red hair Okada. And I was like, oh. Oh, man, it's a shame that that's the Okada that wrestled Ray, but okay. Um, depressed Okada. Yeah, it was depressed. Kenny made me his bitch Okada. Um, that's all uh, it was. It was like, oh, I've just been cucked. Where's the hair dye? Um, yeah, overall, thumbs up. Sucker yeah. And then Hiromu comes out. Yeah. And 
he says that he wants to challenge for the IWGP World Heavyweight title. And Sonata says, after cutting this long-ass babyface promo... Yeah. Well, that's a great idea, Hiromu, but if you want to do it, you need to get through all my guys. And... And... You've got someone that really wants a piece of you, and that and Kanemaru steps up, and the fucking crowd popped huge for Kanemaru. Yeah, Suntory surprise. And then fucking Kanemaru grabs the mic and and says, "Ah, oh, you've been saying my name. Well, I'm gonna knock your my name out of your mouth or some shit like that." And when he grabs the mic, Kevin Kelly just goes. Oh my god, when was the last time Kanemaru held a microphone? Um, <laughs> the Suzuki Gun farewell match? Yeah. It's like, uh, oh before my god. that, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, and I guess it must be like a big thing that Kanemaru never speaks in the ring because, like, yeah, the entire crowd popped huge when he got handed a mic. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah that's cool. He doesn't talk that much. He usually looks up at the lights or he's not in the main event. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I was just like, come on, Doki promo now. Come on. Give Doki, Doki, Doki. the mic. Give, give Doki the mic. I I honestly can tell you I've never heard Doki's voice. <laughs> okay, well, I'll send you the, uh, the link to the Suzuki-Gun farewell match and you can look at that later. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't think I watched that, which I should have. I think I was, like, getting around to it, and then a gajillion wrestling shows happened. Um, overall, like, good show. Um, it's It'll be interesting to see if this is a legitimate passing of the torch moment for Sonata. Um, this really feels like Sonata is in his, like, like, the his, like, um, equivalent of when Okada first won the title. Yeah. And, like, instead of having a Gato, he's got a Tucker, which is cool because, you know, because <laughs> fucking Tucker, after all these years, is finally in the corner of someone that ha- is holding the world title, so that's cool. When did Tucker first appear on Raw? Um... We're getting. I'm getting there in my viewing. It's at some point in '97. Gee, so what's that? Roughly 25 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, is there all two hours yet for you? Uh there's been a couple of two-hour specials, <laughs> so we're getting there. But the reason why I fucking breezed through '96 was because, yeah, it was. Through all of 96, it was one-hour shows. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a good overall show. Uh, quickly looking to Tamashi, Night 5, Adelaide. Well, Stage 5, whatever. They're labelling these in Roman numerals for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we see Delta versus... Uh, what is that? Delta Brady versus Amber. Okay. 
Wait, did Delta pick up? Oh, yeah, Delta's picked up Dean Brady's last name. I forgot about that. Uh, I'm just having a quick look here. Oh, the Perea in a tag team match. Um, Robbie Eagles versus Link Barrett. Shingo versus Punk Drunk Istria as your co-main event. And Goto versus Chris Basso as your main event of Adelaide. Uh, Night two of this tour from Sydney. Jessica Troy versus Cherry Stevens. The Velocities versus MK Plus Ultra. Moretti versus Carter Deems. Wow. They're stuck in Sydney. Eagles versus Andrew Villabos. The team Mm. of Goto and Richard Malou versus Rogue Army, Fale and Lucci. And main event, Shingo versus Bonza. Oh, man. What? So Shingo's in... That Shingo-Bonza match is going to be fucking great. Yeah. Uh, Man, it's... Tommy Knight versus Shingo. Give it to me for fuck's sake. Yeah, give us that in Adelaide instead of... Oh, no, history is still good. Yeah, history is great. Don't get me wrong. But Tommy Knight versus Shingo, that's a fucking dream match for Aussie wrestling fans. Come on now. Uh, Night Free, which will be Melbourne at the Caxton. Uh, the Velocities kick things off against the Perea. <laughs> fucking Ooh. hell. Uh, that'll be great. Oh, man. I, I love it when we get fresh matches. Uh, <laughs> the Natural Classics versus Rogue Army, Farley and Bonza. Slex versus Edward Dusk. Goto versus Moretti. And Shingo versus Robbie Eagles to co-main event and main event. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we're going to sit down and watch all of Tamashi one day. Yeah, I think a, we should. The show of that. I think we should. Um, uh, what do we else go? do we need to cover? Oh, star ratings, I guess, from uh, WrestleMania and Stand and Deliver. Yeah. Uh, so WrestleMania, night one, night two. Okay. Star ratings, Stand and Deliver from uh, Meltzer. The six-way women's ladder match, three and a half. Fair. 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 Tag team title match, one and a one and three quarters. Hard disagree. Hang on, what was it? One star and three quarters. Yep. Fair. Okay. <laughs> North American five-way, one, two, three, four and a half. Disagree with that. Uh, unsanctioned match, Grayson versus Johnny. Four and a quarter. Uh, there's no way that that match is worse than the five-way. Come on now. Yeah. Uh, co-main event, the Women's Tag Team Championship match that went eight minutes, got one and a half. Yeah. So they said that was worse than the men's tag, which... I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, main event, three and a quarter, Carmelo and Braun. Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, it's generous, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, night one, Saturday, WrestleMania. US title, two and a quarter. 
strong disagree with that. U.S. title. What what was that? Theory and Cena. Fuck, how do I forget a John Cena match in 2023? Because he hardly shows up. Yeah, no, the fact that I actually forgot that that was a thing, that might prove that the rating might be correct. Okay. Uh, (laughs) The four-way men's showcase, three and three quarters. Yep. Uh, Actually, no, I think that's a little hard done by. I thought that four-way was really good. Uh, The Seth Rollins, Logan Paul match featuring KSI, four and a half. Man, um, KSI... He he got under he got into some heat recently. Uh, potential cancellation of using a um, ax, and he admits he didn't realize how derogatory the word was, but a a, a short word for describing a Pakistani fella. Ooh. In a in a sideman video, he didn't realize that it was actually a derogatory word. He just thought that that's like the nickname for Pakistanis. Okay. Uh, yeah. So he, he got under heat for that, and he sort of went offline around the same time, like the day after WrestleMania. And he's come back today, and he's like, yeah, well, I fucked up. I'm sorry. He put up a video this morning, and then he, he put up... Go on. Oh, he seems genuinely apologetic, and there's footage of him going to, like, mosques and... Uh, Pakistani communities and like just getting educated and he didn't know that he was getting filmed either so that's cool if it's true that he didn't know he was getting filmed if he did know he was getting filmed then maybe it's a PR stunt but uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because he ended up doing a video on his Reddit page where he just like goes through all the posts and he and one of the posts was like Oh, here's a video interview of KSI from two weeks ago where he said he will never be in the WWE. (laughs) And he's like, dude, of course I said that. I I knew I was going to be at WrestleMania at that point. I already knew I was going to do that spot. Um, Yeah, of course I said I wasn't going to be there, so it'd be a surprise for you all. And then he said, oh, Man, I had the craziest time. It was just wild for me. And then he, like, put up a little clip of, like, here's me in 2012 streaming playing WWE 13. (laughs) And here's me, like, all these years later. I'm standing there, like, Rey Mysterio was telling me how he knows my stuff and he's a fan. And John Cena came up to me and said hi and... The Undertaker was telling me how his daughter watches all of my stuff. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just sitting here like, what is this life? I'm just a YouTuber. <laughs> and, and then The Undertaker's telling me, like, oh, he, he's a big fan of my boxing fights and he thinks I, I'm good for boxing and blah, blah, blah. And The Miz is telling me all this stuff and how his daughter watches my stuff as well. And, yeah, it's just... Yeah, so it was just really cool to hear KSI's perspective of, like, that awesome run-in. How old um, is Mrs. Kid now, then? I'd be, like, five or six, surely. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, KSI's stuff, like, yeah, there there is adult content about it, but, like, 
it does seem to aim towards younger children as well. And and fruity. <laughs> uh, the women's six-man, uh, six-woman tag team match. Yeah, wrestling's weird when it labels things. Uh, yep. Two and three quarters. Hmm. Fair. Okay. <laughs> Ray Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Four stars. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I- I'm okay with that. I would have gone slightly higher, but Dave has did put out a tweet last week. Someone was complaining about one of the matches. We'll talk about it when we get there. But how Dave gave it 4.75 or 4.5 or something, and this person replied saying, I thought it was at least 4.75, not 4.5. And Dave said, if we're within half a star either side, it means we agree. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just about to say, like, oh, I don't know, I would have given it a 4.25, 4.5 for Ray and Dom. But you know what? We're within like half a star. We're f- we agree, Dave. We agree. Yeah. Uh, Rhea and Charlotte SmackDown title match. Uh, one, two, three, four, and three quarters. Yeah, so I think this is the one where someone tweeted him and said, it wasn't, it wasn't 4.5, it was... Oh, you gave it 4.75. I I would have thought it would have been five. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, like, yeah, we're within half a star, so we agree. Uh, um, yeah, the, the match that, you know, the tradition is for the women go on last. Come on. Oh, man. my. Yeah, so did you see this thing that uh, Rick mm-hmm. said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> tradition dating all the way back to uh, WrestleMania 35. So 36 is the first two-night mania. Uh, let's see. Oh. AJ and Undertaker headlined that. Yep. WrestleMania 37, Bianca, Sasha. Sasha, and in the men's, I don't remember who headlines the other side. No, I can't remember off the top of my head. 30, 37, night two was Roman, Brian, Edge. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, then uh, the next WrestleMania in Dallas. The women don't main event. It's KO and Steve Austin. And on the other side, it's Reigns and Brock. Do you reckon Charlotte just hates Kevin Owens now? <laughs> Why? Because it's like two years where he's main evented instead of the women? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes and but, no. But to be fair, everyone's seen, like all the wrestlers I've seen interviews talk about how Kevin Owens is like the loveliest, nicest guy. So I doubt he's got heat for it. I, like, here's the thing. I'm all for giving the women that opportunity, but you need to build up that match to the point where it feels like without forcing it down our throats, yes, this does deserve the WrestleMania main event. Like how they built the thing. I think it's more equality to give women the main event when it's warranted, not just because they're women. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, don't yeah. do it to fill a fill a quota. That's all good and well. But at the same time, you don't want a match there that's had no build in that. If they had I, done I, it... I guarantee WrestleMania 40 is going to be... Night 1 is going to be headlined by Rhea Bianca. Yeah. I guarantee it. And... You know what? They've already started the story, just with little subtle teasers. 
So I think that that will warrant it. Yeah. Uh, so main event of night one here, uh, the Uzos versus KO and Sammy, five stars. Mm. Uh, um, my only issue is that Dave thinks that was match of the night, and I don't think it was. I think Rhea and Charlotte was, but we're within half a star. Yeah. I disagree and still think the, the men's was the match of the night. But again, that goes back to me first viewing that at like 1 a.m. midnight. Mm. I did watch it back. It's a really good match, but... Yeah, I think if I had waited and watched but, that the next day, my Rhea opinion and Charlotte would be randomly, Rhea and Charlotte randomly decided, "Fuck it, we're going Kings Road style in this bitch." And Has started... anyone seen Eddie Kingston's comments on that match? No, no. Or WH? Oh no, WH would just have complaints about their ring gear. <laughs> but that's half the fun. <laughs> that's that's actually. Right. I didn't even check if WH complained about any of the entrance gear that Sep was wearing. Uh, anyhow. Seth, Seth just knows, like, yeah, I'm just going to wear Outlander shit. It's going to look cool as an action figure. And, <laughs> and the royalties are going to come. Also true. Uh, what's that? I'm changing my gear again for, so they have to make another action figure of me? Oh, what a shame. What, uh, why do you think fucking Rey Mysterio is one of the most produced action figures of in WWE history. (laughs) Yeah. Have they ever done a Ray figure where you can remove the mask? No. Did WCW ever do one? No, but they did a weird one where um, it was a maskless filthy animals Ray. And he was wearing baggy, like camo pants. And you could remove the pants, and it was old school Ray tights, but it oh. didn't come with a mask, so you just had like a maskless Ray, like in his old attire, so it didn't really make sense. Fair enough. Uh, going on tonight too, there's no star rating for Brock and Omos here. Uh, the women's showcase match got two and a half. Yeah. I mean. Sure, that's that's fine. I mean, within half a star of that yeah. intercontinental title match, five stars. I thought he might have got above it for this match, but he didn't decide to break the WWE scale. No, no. If yeah, on honestly, this is one of those situations where if this happened in New Japan or AEW, it's five point five. <laughs> uh, Raw women's title. Got three and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. fair. fair. Uh, Hell in a Cell, three and three quarters. Fair. And Cody versus Roman, universal unified title match, uh, four and a half. Yeah, it's a really good match. And if you watch it without being like pissed off about the result, it's a really good match. I've gone back and watched it once since because I was like, all right, let's watch it fully expecting to be disappointed and just like observe it from just a pure match aspect instead of an emotional aspect. And yeah, no, it was, it's a really good match. It's a, 
it's as good of a WWE WrestleMania main event as you could get with like some big guys or like bigger stars. Like you don't want like a flippy do fucking WrestleMania main event. You want a storytelling one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I'm within mm. half a star of that. Mm. I understand if he's going to take points off for the, the straight interference leading to the, the ending, but yeah. I suppose uh, on that point, does Cody run the risk of this becoming a Lex Express situation? That is a good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. What, the American... The guy that wears fucking the American flag all over his outfit and all over his entrance against a member of the Anawa'i family? Yeah. Are we talking about Roman versus Cody or are we talking about Lex versus Yoko? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yoko Zuno is from Japan. He's not Samoan. Dude. So, like, at one point during the 96 Yoko babyface run, they just stop saying he's from Japan. They start saying, from the Isle of Samoa. <laughs> I forgot and, about that. Like, what? Okay. But they still call him Yokozuna, don't they? Yeah. Okay. Also, Yokozuna is Japanese for champion. Um, Kind of an oxymoron when, here comes the challenger, Yokozuna. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Means like grand champion or something like that in sumo terms. Uh, uh, hang on, I'm just trying to look this up. Okay, copy that and then we'll put it in with the translate and. No, it just says that it's Yokozuna in English. Oh, there we are. Now, Samoan Grand... Samoan... Sumo Grand Champion. That okay, might be so... a cool T-shirt. Like, you have Sumo in there, and you just change it, like, with a red marker over the top to read Samoan. Yeah, man. Oh, that... Oh, man. I, I wish Yoko didn't have the weight issues that ultimately let him get released by the WWF at the time, because I would have been so curious to see what they would have done with Yokozuna in the Attitude Era. So when does he get released? Well, his last match in the WWF is Survivor Series 96. And is that it, like with Owen or something? It is... <laughs> A um, Survivor Series match, his teammates were Flash Funk, Too Cold Scorpio. Um, who else was in? Hang on, I'll pull it up now because I just don't want to get it wrong. Um, so it was Fake Diesel, Farouk, Fake Razor Ramon and Vader versus Flash Funk, Savio Vega... Yokozuna and mystery partner Jimmy Snooker. And it's such an odd time. And it ended in a no contest, a four and 
four-on-four Survivor Series elimination match ended in a no contest. Oh, okay. Because everyone just grabbed weapons and started hitting each other. (laughs) Oh, he also had heart issues, and that's rumoured why the WWF didn't want to um, let him perform. Related to his weight issues. Yeah. Um, yeah, and at the time, like, that Survivor Series 96 match, when he comes out, it's, like, no longer, like, oh, he's, like, a, like, large human being. Like, he was, like, when he main-evented WrestleMania. It was, oh, shit, this is a absurdly obese man. It was unreal. Like, he was at least 670, I think they said he was. Did Yoko have kids? I think he did, yeah. Are they wrestlers? Um, Don't think so. Fair enough. Um, I'm just going to fact check that. He had two children. Um... Yeah, n- neither were wrestlers. Okay. Uh, where do we go to from here? I guess we go to WWE this past week before we touched on a NXT. There's and a it- cu- there's only a, a couple of points that we can really touch on from Raw. Yeah. Um, what about uh? Did you watch all of NXT or did you only catch that one clip? I just saw the clip on Twitter and I was disgusted. And then I searched up the YouTube, like, shortened version of the match just before I complained to say it in context. (laughs) Um, And, yeah. So there was a four-way number one contendership for the NXT title. (laughs) I'm not making this up. It involved JD McDonough, Duke Hudson, Dragon Lee, all of whom were defeated by Grayson Waller. Yep. What was the point of Grayson losing to Johnny then? Grayson uh, put out a tweet saying, uh, actually, uh, non-sanctioned matches don't count against my record, so that's why I was allowed to be put in the number one contenders match. Sure, sure, whatever. Okay, Um, yeah, cool. Cop out, but yeah, cool. Eddie Forbes, back in action. Yeah. Every time um, I hear his name, I think of the Aztecs, and uh, that's what that's, I was going to say. What was it, Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs? Yes. Yeah. Australian rock band. Mm. <laughs> uh, the former Carl Fredericks. Yep. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Well, at least he's on TV and doing something. Same as Dragon Lee over there. But keep doing whatever you're doing NXT. I'm sure somebody will watch. Yeah, Dragon okay. Lee. Uh, welcome to NXT. Um. Here, you've had three matches and you've lost two. Really? <laughs> so he's lost that four-way, lost the North America title. Oh, he beat Nathan Fraser, whoever the heck that is. That was um, Ben Carter that, like, everyone was like, oh, this is the future of AEW, and then he signed with NXT UK. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it sucks to be him. Yeah. Do better NXT. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh anything to touch on from SmackDown? 
Uh, not really. The original bro helped out Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Okay. Uh, what's up with uh, your boy's, uh, well, I guess, uh, friend of the show's boy, uh, Drew McIntyre contract? Yeah, apparently it's coming up and he hasn't uh, renewed yet. And, well, there's heavy speculation about his future. And let me tell you, if he does leave, Drew versus MJF at Wembley. Give it to us. Mm, But then... What result would you put for that? Actually, that's a good point. Give us like Drew versus Hobbs. Drew versus Orange Cassidy. He's the international champion. Give him that title. Yeah, I I, I would do like, yeah, either give him the national or the TNT. Um, yeah, oh man, Drew just completely swapping roles with Cody and just being a multiple-time TNT champion. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, TK, do that for me just so... So, um, yeah, I have that on Warwick and Warwick and stop saying, well, at least my guy won the main event of WrestleMania. (laughs) Um, So, of note from Raw, I mean, we saw Finn Balor come back from his injury to defeat Rey Mysterio. Okay, mm. fine. Uh, Bobby versus Bronson Reed ended in a double can out after 10 minutes. Sure, whatever. Uh, women's tag team championship match that sees Becky Lynch and her tag team partner. Oh, hang on. Leader's going to be replaced by Trish Stratus here. Does that mean Trish Brett Stratus is a free bird champion? Or just well, a replacement? What- what happened here was Lita got attacked backstage and then the match was going to happen and Becky's and then Trish is like, you know what, I'll step in if, you, if you'll allow it, Adam Pearce. And Adam Pearce is like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get Liv and Raquel. Well, Liv Morgan pitting Trish Stratus. The first person... To pin Trish Stratus in 16 years. To pin. Charlotte Flair submitted Trish Stratus in Toronto. Wow. Mm. Liv fucking Morgan. And- yeah. And then we get Trish Stratus turning heel on Becky, which I've, I have said on this podcast that I feel like is coming, and it came. And... I think we're inevitably going to find out, oh, who attacked the leader? It was Trish. <laughs> no, so Trish isn't recognised as being a champion by no. WWE. No, um, she just helped defend the title. Same way that um, Sami Zayn and Jey Uso defended the tag titles a few months back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you can't compete, I'm going to strip the titles. I'll fill in. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I saw all the fanboys going, finally, Liv is a champion in WWE. And then everyone else going, what, doesn't the SmackDown women's title count for anything? Yeah. She held this belt a few months ago. Yeah, what the fuck? Um, It's 
Raquel's held the tag titles, hasn't she? She was the first one after what happened with um, Sasha and Naomi, yes. Who did she hold that with? Aaliyah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Aaliyah. Remember her? No. Apparently (laughs) you don't. (laughs) It took me a minute. I was like, what? R&B singer Aaliyah? Um, No. um, Yeah, it's unreal that this is Raquel's second title reign. Okay, cool. Um, She hasn't had a match since they... (laughs) Since they uh, lost the titles to Damage Control and she was I th- injured. I think Vince, I think Aaliyah was a Vince project. <laughs> and That was all the way back in September. That was just after Triple H took over at um, SummerSlam. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but maybe- yeah, apparently to all the Liv Morgan fans, the tag titles mean more than the SmackDown title. You could argue that they that it does. Um, well, that it did for a short time there. Um, what, when Liv held it, it meant nothing? <laughs> That's yeah, a great exactly. compliment to the fan, to the wrestler you're a fan of. Yeah, exactly. I would argue that Liv's fucking SmackDown women's title reign was completely pointless and meaningless. Um, especially, like, you know, cashing in money in the bank taking the belt off Ronda and then losing it back to Ronda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a whole other discussion for another day. Yeah. Anything else of WWE of note, or do we discuss uh, AEW and Tony Khan's big announcement? Well, Brock versus Cody is probably happening at Backlash, which is interesting, and it's nerve-wracking for me because you never know with a Brock Lesnar match who's going to win. Logic well, says it's Cody. Yeah, well, Brock might fly down to Puerto Rico after having a failed hunting trip and just want to beat the shit out of Cody. Yeah, it might be a that doesn't work for me, brother, situation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, quickly looking over Dynamite this past week, or do we go... Hang on, I'll rearrange the order. Rampage! Anything of note from Rampage for you this past uh, week? I, do, I didn't watch it this week. What about Battle of the Belts? That was on? Yeah, it was the same weekend as um, Sakura Genesis. Oh. Yeah, I'm I know. Sure. Yeah, no, I didn't know. It was a thing. Only <laughs> thing of note on here, like, to me, was Jade Cargill defending the TBS title against Billy Starks, who yep. looks to be heading to AEW. Yep, absolute Billy Starks. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Has it? Has she officially signed? I don't know. Okay. But, um, oh, well, she's still doing matches over in MLW. Hey, there's something we talked about last week. MLW. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're all like, oh, remember Snitsky? And then he shows up in the Battle Riot. (laughs) Who won that? Who the fuck is Alex Kane? Uh, that's what I'm it, looking up for you. It is me, and it, it's the demon version of me. <laughs> uh, well, they're about the same age, but they're from Georgia. Hey, you like a wrestler from Georgia? I do. I I like many wrestlers from Georgia. 
Why? Who else is from Georgia? Uh, off the top of my head, Scott Starter, uh, Art Anderson. I'm not going to say the other Starter brother. He's not my favourite anymore. Um, oh, yeah. WrestleCon incident. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Art Anderson. Uh, there's, yeah, there's Alex there's... Kane on the left there. Okay. I've never seen that man before in my life, but <laughs> I hope he is a fantastic wrestler and they've made the right decision here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you just show me a random Asian congressman for some reason. I don't know. I was there. I thought it had writing. Um, yeah. So that's who won your, your battle right over MLW. Uh, Dynamite. Tony Khan has a big announcement. Did you see the memes going around? Well, Tony Khan's big announcement. I saw a few, yeah. Tony Khan's big announcement. <laughs> Spence first hour of AEW laughing at Cody Rhodes. Yeah, Tony Khan's big announcement. Cody, lol. <laughs> what was it? Oh, there was a fan sign, and I saw somebody put up the Cody Rhodes song. And it's like, adrenaline in my soul. L-M-A-O, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> uh, it's still the wrong call a week later. It is still the wrong call and the fans are singing for Cody and it keeps getting louder. And I'm just like, how long can you guys hold off on this? <laughs> but, uh, yep. Dynamite, anything of note for you? You mentioned Chris Jericho and Keith Lee before, uh, anything else? Um, well, that was a different episode of Dynamite, wasn't it? No, that was yesterday or the day. Yeah. Wasn't it? Okay, so we're we're just a little confused here because the Tony Khan big announcement is uh, two episodes ago now. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but last yesterday on Dynamite, um, there was that weird as fuck Wardlow forklift angle. Um, I've given up on Wardlow again. Yeah, so he like just just, just destroys a car with a forklift, but then he got out of the forklift and he forgot to put the thing in brake and it just rolled off into the car as well. <laughs> Who did the forklift pick up of it, like one of Vince's limos or that in WWE? Oh, Stone Cold did it to Triple H once. Yeah, but I know there's someone else who's done it as well. Oh, there's been a lot of forklift angles. Remember when, man- Remember when Mankind beat The Rock with a forklift? Yeah, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. No, but, but that's for, forklift cool. angles always get a good pop out of me because, oh. yeah, I, I spent like five years as a forklift driver, so I'm like, yeah, forklifts, forklift points. I just remembered the bad forklift angle AEW did. Maybe it's best they don't do many forklift angles. No, no. Matt well, Hardy, ultimate oh, yeah. match. Yeah, 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 yep. Um, um, I guess the other thing of note on here, Irish Cassidy facing off against Buddy Matthews for the international title, and Irish wins. Yep. Uh, my boy, Silas Young, getting a match here against Powerhouse Hobbs. They did him dirty, going 43 seconds. Silas deserves better. Yeah. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's a shame, but we're building Hobbs. We're actually doing a good job of building Hobbs, yeah. I feel. Um, just don't think he needs QT and all of that, but whatever. 
Yeah. Um, I suppose a uh, big announcement time. Actual big announcement. Yeah. Uh, this year, Tony Khan announces that All In is coming back. And not only is All In coming back, it's going to happen at Wembley Stadium, a 90,000 capacity stadium. Um, there's been a lot of debate on Twitter whether they can actually fill it. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, it, it, it won't be 90,000 because, you know, they're going to have to... I reckon they'll have a decent little stage set up. That takes away a few seats and yeah. all that. Um, what do you think is a successful number for them to bring in? Hang on. I'm just having a look at SummerSlam, what they quoted as having, but they didn't have a big stage. No. And here's so the thing with SummerSlam. Here's the thing with SummerSlam. Whatever the number WWF said on the pay-per-view, it was actually lower than the real attendance. There's the photo I'm looking for. In old Wembley, that is. Yeah. That's what you got to remember, too. That's in old Wembley. They're going to be in new Wembley. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be... Oh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not looking forward to the time zone difference, but... Uh, I think I'm going to have to get up for that. Yeah. Um, hmm, to me, a successful number would be would be 70. I'd say 60, 70. That's successful. Yeah. Um, any, 60 is like bare minimum, I think. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people be like, I don't think they can do it. And I don't think they're taking into account that, dude, they're not just in England. They're not just in the UK. They're in Europe. They're and very easily accessible to all of Europe now. Uh, so Clash at the Castle in Cardiff at a Millennium Stadium got 62,000. Yeah, there you go. So I would say if they can get 62,000, if they can equal what, WWE did a clash at the castle success. How much does that stadium hold? So the stadium there holds 73, so that's 10,000 less, 10 to 15,000 less. So yeah, 70,000 sounds pretty good. 60 would be good just to say they're on par with the WWE. Yeah. Um, but like I said, they've, they're now easily accessible to not just the UK. All of Europe can travel there now. And then I'm sure you're going to get diehards from the US that come there as well. So I don't think it's going to be as difficult of a task as people are saying it's going to be. I also do think, like, we forgot to touch on this from yesterday's Dynamite, Jeff Hardy's back now. And now heading into this summer in America, yeah. um, it, it really feels like an all-hands-on-deck thing in the build-up to all-in. Like, all right, who has name value? All right, Jeff Hardy's back now. Fingers crossed they haven't brought him back too early. But Jeff Hardy, that's that's a few tickets there. Um, And by all reports, yeah. Punk will be back. 
that's a lot of tickets. If you do fucking Punk and Kenny in a fucking in front of seventy thousand people, that's tickets. That's Whatever happened tickets. to what's his name that uh, Cody beat into a Anthony and Go Go and stopped uh, racism? Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I think he's done a few dark matches and he's wrestling a few indies in um, the UK. He's sort of just still like under contract, but wrestling indies in the UK as well. Uh, just honing his craft, I guess. They need to bring him in for for something at that show. They don't have a big UK name on their roster. I mean, Park. Park. They got paid. Uh, Soraya. I paid her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I Rusev fully... come back for this? They're fucking Hero? women's. They're women's champion, dude. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more than men's division. Yeah, which is why I think Tony Khan's going to pull out all the stops to try to get Drew. Okay, we were talking about this when Jamie won the belt and Soraya joined. Now this is announced. Do you have Jamie versus Soraya as your main event for the women's title at Wembley? You could. You're fucking... And go... Fuck you, WWE. We're having the women main event here. That would actually be brilliant. Um, but it would also be a situation of I don't want them to do it just so they can say they did it. I want it to feel like it deserves it. And I think they are slowly building to that. Like, yeah. I'm just having a look here. All in is Soraya hasn't had August. a hasn't had a proper shot at the title yet. That's also true. And they're still sort of feuding with um, the Doctor and Jamie as the outcasts. Yeah, and I think, like, Jamie will eventually have to go through, like, Tony Storm one-on-one, Ruby one-on-one, and then eventually Soraya. And that could take up a few months to get even to Soraya. And then by that time happens, it could be time for All In. Yeah, well, we're four four months out at the moment. Yeah, so there you go. I think you easily could do it. And what other options do they have, like for UK stars? They got you. They've got um, Park. Um, they've got for Europe. You've got Miro. Miro. Um, um, do they? That's another question for another day. Yeah. Um, They've got they've got Kip Sabian. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean we're slowly dwindling down the card here, but uh, yeah, Malachi Black, Malachi, that's a European guy, and let's not forget the partnerships they have. So, yeah. so depending on his injury, and by all reports, he should be fine by then. Will Osprey? You've got to, you've got to get Osprey. Is this the stage where you do Osprey and Kenny for that uh, New Japan American Championship? No, no. Because I think if you're bringing back Punk, you got to do something with Punk and Kenny in a giant ass stadium. Okay, so then what? I, you... And 
Here's, here's the other thing that not many people are touching on. All Out is the next week. Oh. No, it's not confirmed, is it? Well. It normally would be. No, I saw someone from AEW say that. I think it was like Anthony Bowens or some shit tweeted that All Out's next week. Just having a quick look on here. Uh, go on, keep chatting. Yeah, on. Sorry. So here's the thing: like, if that's true, that all that is the next week, it just do you pull out all the stops for all in, and you should, but then all out will feel like just a weird. F- it'll feel like fucking payback 2021. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, fucking, we just had SummerSlam and next week here's payback. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I fully expect Tony Khan to pull out Will Ospreay, to pull out um, Zack Sabre Jr. for this. Yeah. I think Nigel McGuinness will have some role in this as well, uh, whether it is he's the commentator for this entire show or he gets brought into some angle, here's an idea for you. If he's not going to be able to compete, or if yeah. he's not ready for a comeback, or anything like that, and you're not going to put him with Zack Sabre Jr., like I said, Blackpool Combat Club, man. Have him, need someone. have him fill the Regal role. And there's history there with him and Brian. It makes sense. Okay, um... How many matches do you think this would have? I think you got to go pretty hard with it. I've... 10 or 12? Yeah. Do you want to do a little bit of homework before the show next week then? What's that? Just just doing a card, not fancy booking, not results. There's 10 to 12 matches for an all-in London using the AW and Ring of Honor roster, and maybe a couple from New Japan or other affiliates. Because I think, like, if they are going to... Well, they are doing this. If they're doing this, they're going to be pulling out every fucking card they have in their sleeve. So they're going to be calling Okada. They're going to be calling Tanahashi. They're going to be telling Gator, can we have an IWGP title match on this card? And then, and you know what? New Japan would be dumb to not want to have a fucking IWGP title match in a stadium in the UK. Uh, so you can current their current partners, of course, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Rev Pro, AAA, and Cyberfight, which is DDT, Noah, Tokyo, Joshi Pro. Yeah, I, I fully expect. Um, they're going to pull out some things like, oh, Paige Van Zant, remember her? No, I do now. Yeah. Semi-famous to casuals. They'll pull her out. They'll bring her out. She'll do something, I reckon. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think, like, this has to be 100% all hands on deck. And I'm even seeing rumours that... T- TK's trying to bring in Edge because his contract is up this uh, 
just before this. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just having a look at this. Here's the theory about Edge, too. Yeah. He is besties and really tight with FTR. FTR? Yeah. I thought you were going to say Christian. Oh, yeah. Obviously him. But. FTR like live in the same fucking sticks town that Edge lives in, and uh, FTR helped Edge train for his comeback. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's been talked about a fair bit. Um, Edge snuck in backstage to watch FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express a few months back at an indie show. Uh, Edge is a huge supporter of him. I reckon Edge might want to do a match with FTR before he retires. Perhaps. Edge and, <laughs> and Christian against FTR, yeah? I think that, like, I think it's not as absurd as it sounds. I think it is possible. But When's... fuck me, what, what do you even call him? <laughs> Sexton Hardcastle and Christian Cage. Yeah. Edge Cage, because he is Christian's brother. Yeah. I don't know. Anyhow, um, Money in the Bank, 1st of July, start the new uh, financial year, so that makes sense. Yep. I'm looking forward to KSI winning Money in the Bank. <laughs> so that was going to be my thing. Like, would. You can't have KSI and Logan Paul show up at AEW because they're kind of with WWE. Uh, I don't know if KSI is. Logan has now re-signed with WWE, so he definitely is with WWE. KSI is sort of a one-off thing. I think Tony Khan might be a bit silly not to at least try to get KSI because... Because, you know, if he can say, like, oh, we're going to have a... Even if it's just, like, oh, special appearance by KSI, you've yeah. just gone bang. We've stolen someone that was on WrestleMania and and went viral. Uh, oh. Apparently there was plans to have the 2020 Fest in London at Wembley Arena. Yeah. So that's, like, a 20,000-seater. Yeah. Uh... I don't even remember what main event of that show. Jericho defeated Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I don't think that would have been the show, though. (laughs) No. And on night one, Kenny and Paige defeated the best friends to retain the tag titles. Not a chance that would have been the show. I think they would have done something different for it. Yeah, well, the poster is Mox and Brian Cage. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Weird. Uh, I suppose that's uh, all for this week. Uh, you've got your homework set. I've got to go and do whatever it was that you wanted me to do. Oh, yeah, the checklist of Aussies and Kiwis to hold the different IWGP New Japan gold. All right, quickly. Yeah. 96. Here's the thing. Mankind finished every promo for a two-month stretch with... Um, hang on, what was it? Um... I'd rather fight a man than make love to a woman. And the commentators constantly said that too. Chalk that down as a list of, into the list of failed catchphrases for huge stars. I'd rather fight a man than make love to a woman. Quote, unquote. 
unquote it, Mankind, 96. Uh, other thing of note. Yes, as you continue the, on this time warp. Yeah, th- this is just a thing. This will be a semi-regular segment. Um, the Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, managed by Sonny. And, about that. And the whole story was, ah. Uh, Sonny's with him because Sonny thinks Billy's hot and Sonny's dating Billy. Bart's just like, and then the smoking guns kind of explode because Billy's too focused on Sonny and Bart hates it and thinks he needs to, you know, get his head back in the game. And then the big breakup happens and then they have the big blow off match with Billy versus Bart on Raw. And they're like, and in the crowd today, Here's Bart Gunn's wife and Bart's kids, and here's Billy Gunn and Billy Gunn's wife and his two kids. So it was the first appearance of the Ass Boys on Raw in 90, late '96. But <laughs> but but here's the Ass Backwards, no pun intended, part of it all. Yeah. So Billy Gunn has a wife. This whole story for months has been he's in love with Sonny, and him and Sonny have been fucking. <laughs> What the fuck just happened there? <laughs> um, okay. And we're just not even... And now the sunny thing isn't even a part of the story. And then Bart Gunn hits a stun gun on the ropes to Billy. And Billy supposedly breaks his neck and the match gets called off. Uh, okay, whatever. Um, another thing of note. There was a slight gimmick for like three weeks where commentators would be like, oh, referee for this match is Earl Hebner. Oh, referee for this match is Tim White. Earl Hebner's gimmick was, he's the referee that'll uh, ha- uh, give leniency to the wrestlers. Um, he's not really, uh, really, really going to count someone out or give a DQ. And then Tim White's gimmick was, he's a real stickler for the rules. He... He's not afraid to count someone out. He's not afraid to disqualify someone. That's a gimmick I fucking love. Different referees having different refereeing styles and different personalities. Fucking novel concept. Who would have thought? Yeah, it's fantastic. Like, I wish they stuck with it. Like, it worked. It's it's still a thing in the UFC. Oh, fucking Dan Merliot is a fucking referee for this fight. So, you know, that. You know, he's going to be pretty quick on the TKOs. Or, you know, Herb Dean's refereeing, so he might not stop the fight early. Yeah, Herb Dean. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, that's a cool gimmick. And last point, Stone Cold Steve Austin is a product of bad booking. What What am I saying? Okay, here it is. Stone Cold's having this fucking heated feud with Bret Hart. Stone Cold's a fucking despicable piece of shit heel. He's beat up fucking... He randomly attacks Brian Pillman, fucking snaps his ankle with a chair. He fucking beats up all the camera crew and all that. So Mm -hmm. why is he he getting cheered over Bret? Well, I, I figured out it's not just because he was a cool heel. Every week on Raw, it'd be like, oh, Stone Cold's in action tonight against Vader. 
against Nation of Dominations Farouk, against Connecticut Blue Blood Hunter Hurst Helmsley, against Des Despicable Monster Mankind. He was getting booked against heels for some reason. <laughs> Every week, it was a heel versus heel match with Stone Cold and some other heel. That's so odd it, in hindsight. And it's like, okay. The weird thing is, if Stone Cold was actually booked correctly in 96, Stone Cold would have never have happened. <laughs> if they weren't shit at booking wrestling shows back then. Yeah. Austin never becomes the superstar he becomes. If he was booked how he should have meant to have been booked against baby faces on Raw, he never would have been the thing he was. So, yeah, Stone Cold was accidentally a product of bad booking. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, I suppose that's all for today man uh where can the good humans find you find me on instagram and twitter at fruity is alex find us at wrestle Ozstar with an aos search us up on facebook wrestling Ozstar, and you can find chris at at i'm chris funder or come watch me game occasionally on twitch twitch.tv forward slash chris funder uh you can go back listen to the wrestling Ozstar archive for free on soundcloud google podcast podbean spotify stitcher uh tune in or using the RSS feed found the show notes below for your podcast choice, including Apple. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Sid was in a match with Bret Hart and the fans cheered Sid over Bret in 96. The fans cheered Sid over Shawn Michaels. The fans cheered Sid over every fucking baby face they put in front of him. Sid was over his shit. No more Sid slander from you smart marks, all right? Okay. <laughs> he is the master and the ruler of the universe. Oh, and there was a promo before the Royal Rumble where he he invented vlogging because he stole a camera and held the camera and just cut a promo holding a camera. He invented vlogging. <laughs>